Hi, my name is uh, Bruce McDonald. I'm the director of Dreamland, also the director of uh, Hellions, Creeped Out, and uh, Pontypool. You are listening to the Horror Squad podcast. Tonight we're talking about Vivarium, which is currently streaming, 2020 release, uh, starring Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, joined by myself, of course, Todd, and we have Joe, Sam, and Steve. I'm super pumped because baseball came back, and I'm a gigantic baseball fan, and I know Joe is too. All right, Todd, are you going to spend the $500 to get your cut board? It's not 500 for my team. It's 500 for the freaking Red Sox. Yeah. That's stupid. I'm a green monster, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's in Red Stadium it's 75 bucks and then for Angel Stadium I think it's 100. So it's not like terrible. Not bad at all. No, but um I'm loving it so far cuz it's 60 games. It's pretty exciting plus Astros are getting and I hate the Dodgers, Mondo. Screw you. I hate the Dodgers, <laughs> but I'm rooting for them cuz they're giving the Astros a ton of shit and if you haven't seen it, look it up. It's pretty funny. But um other than that, what's up with you guys? Well, Sam, what's up with you? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Why are you being weird? Am I? I don't know. Is there, is there a revelation coming? I don't know. I mean, kind, of, kind of set it up for her. I can't say yet. Oh, okay. I guess we'll have to save that for another episode. Yep. Teaser. Keep listening, folks. Hmm. Well, that's... Oh, now I want to know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> Can I make a couple guesses? Sure. You're pregnant. No. <laughs> Damn it. You imagine. And it's and it's not Joe's. Oh. Oh. oh it's Todd's. It's. I was gonna say the, I was gonna say the devils, but all right, we'll do Todd. <laughs> Rosemary's baby style. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve. What's up with the move, man? Any traction? No. Uh, still a month left before I start actually moving so it's just packing preparing and changing my address for everything and mm. chasing like pre-orders that i don't remember i did so i'm like <laughs> yeah it is what it is so yeah that's fun. that's why i haven't pre-ordered anything just for that reason because i ordered one box when i moved here and then it never arrived so i was like uh yeah it's it's, it's stressful like i pre- you know you pre-order stuff and like mm-hmm. I, I wasn't planning to move this year it's just covid that kind of helped me push that way and I stuff like in February or March. I don't fucking remember what I pre-ordered, but uh, we'll see. You know, I'm trying to figure it out, and I'll probably lose a couple things, but the most important stuff I think is either on its way or already here, so should be fine. Well, cool. And before uh, Joe jumps in the horror news, little disclaimer: don't be a bitch. Wear your mask. <laughs> We're tired of it. Everyone's tired of it. Stop whining. That's all I got. Tired of it. Yes. Well, speaking of wearing your masks, we'll start off with some har- sad horror news tonight because people aren't continuing to wear their masks, which is canceling more events. And I know Steve will hear probably Steve crying in the background for this one as Halloween Horror Nights uh, in Orlando has officially been canceled this year. So sorry to all of those who are wanting to attend, but hopefully things will be better for next year and Halloween Horror Nights will return. Yeah, I'm I'm actually happy about it to be honest. Um, I, it's not like I was gonna go anyway. A, 
I can't go because Canada's basically put a giant wall between us and the United States because, yeah. You know, oh, kind of we, we, we don't talk about walls over here, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, so I couldn't go anyway, and I didn't feel safe going. So I think it was the right move to cancel it and postpone it to next year, especially that's the 30th anniversary. So it would have been a really special like year. So it's good that they push it back when everyone can go and it's safe and everything. But they did uh, open the tribute stores so you can buy some merch. Um, you know, basically it's Universal Monsters and anniversary merch, which is still pretty cool. So if you do go to Universal Studios, at least there's that. You get that little taste of Halloween Horror Nights. And they're teasing a third secret room that will open soon. So everyone's trying to figure out what that's going to be. So, yeah. Is, is there any... Well, I'm, I'm assuming amusement parks up there have Halloween things, right? They do, but not, nothing to that level. I mean, the, I, I've been to a few, and there's a couple haunted houses and stuff. But Halloween Horror Nights is, like, just on another level. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, as a follow-up to that, it was announced this week that there is going to be a haunted drive through Halloween experience coming to Orlando uh, this October, uh, I think this is a great idea. What, what do you guys think about that? Like a drive-through haunted house to make up for this, uh, you know, not being able to go to the regular one. About time. <laughs> mm, I, I can imagine someone like accidentally flooring on the gas. Right? Yeah. It does I don't know about that. Dangerous, right? <laughs> Uh, well, okay, well, this one is titled The Haunted Road. Now, this one just obviously exclusively in Orlando, but I am assuming a lot of other states will be implementing this as well this year. Um, but this one is um, it's called The Haunted Road, and it says, As guests drive through each nightmare scene, they'll be immersed in a ghastly rendition of an untold story of Rapunzel as she journeys into a world of disarray, faces blood-curdling creatures, and hundreds of shocking scares. So uh, you can get all the information for that at thehauntedroad.com. Yeah, pretty cool idea for sure. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is, once again, uh, some more unfortunate pandemic news. Um, of course, as we know, uh, The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, was slated to come out this year. It then got pushed to September of this year, and it has now been officially pulled off the schedule for this year and has been moved to June 4th of next year. So uh, you Conjuring fans, you're going to have to wait quite a while um, to see The Devil Made Me Do It. All right, moving on. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, next at this point, of... like, it's expected, right? So it's just, yeah. they're just basically pushing 2020 into 2021. It's mm-hmm. just the way it is, so. Yeah, not much to say anymore. We've heard it so many times for every movie. All right, well, let's go on to another delay um, as A Quiet Place 3 has also gotten a new release date of April 23rd, 2021. So 2021 looking to be a good year, hopefully. I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, this could all get, you know, if this thing keeps on going, we could have a 2022. But all right, another one is... Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Antlers also being pushed to 2021. I know this one was one a lot of people were looking forward to. Uh, this one coming out is, will be coming out now February 19th uh, of 2021. Um, I, not, uh, the next bit of news here is one uh, a callback. Um, so I was incorrect about this. Um, we had talked about the Chucky TV series, 
And I had thought Brad Dorif um, had officially signed on, but he had not. But good news, Chucky fans, as Brad Dorif has now officially signed on to voice Chucky in the upcoming uh, TV series, which is slated to come out um, next year on USA Network and the Sci-Fi Network. So stay tuned for that. It should be pretty cool. Um, did you guys see, uh, next bit of news here, did you guys see uh, Tales from the Hood 2? Yes. Just, it was terrible. It was terrible. Well, it has been announced. Tales from the Hood 3 is coming. Um, and apparently it's already been made. So uh, it hasn't, like, uh, nothing official yet as, as far as release date, but we are going to be getting a Tales from the Hood 3. Um, hopefully better than 2. One was good. It's just 2. Oh, just yeah. One, one is amazing, and uh, definitely one, I think, if you've never seen it, like, it's just as relevant today as it was when it was made, you know, 20-plus years ago. So, uh, yeah, if you've never seen it, definitely highly recommend that. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is... Oh, this one I, I pulled up for Steve here as Super 7 has announced a Haunted Mansion um, reaction figure line. Have you seen these, Steve? I have not. All right. Well, uh, they revealed it um, during uh, Comic-Con last week. And uh, there is going to be a three-pack of the Hitchhiking uh, Ghosts um, as well as um, a Creature from the Black Lagoon reaction figure, Sam, for you oh. from Super 7. Yep, uh, look at the, I got a picture right here I'm showing Sam right Love now. It. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, but the Haunted Mansion ones as well. And they're doing a glow-in-the-dark Jack Skellington and Zero combo set. So pretty cool stuff coming from Super 7. Um, so keep an eye out for those figures. Uh, this one I put up because this one sounds like it is going to be a lot of fun. This one, um, Disney Plus, is going to be come out with a uh, Halloween special. Um, the, I don't know if it's coming out this October or next, but the storyline involves uh, Halloween Night Gone Awry as trick-or-treaters are transformed into whatever costume they are wearing. Now, that sounds like a familiar um, like plot point. Am I thinking of something, or is it just... Isn't that happen in Goosebumps too? Okay, so kind of like the Haunted Mask yeah. too. Okay, so yeah, that will be coming from Disney Plus um, very soon. But sounds like that could be a great uh, intro to horror, really fun stuff there. Uh, all right, next thing I want to talk about is uh, Spirit Halloween. Spirit Halloween, of course, uh, start opening stores here within the next few weeks. And have you guys seen um, one of their exclusives this year? Is a Seven foot tall animatronic Krampus figure. Have you guys it's seen? It's amazing. It's right? amazing. Are you, getting, are you getting this, Steve? I know you're a big Krampus guy. Uh, I, I I made my own. So, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't need two of them, but uh, if I see it on sale, you know, I'd be tempted. Yeah. 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 I'm sure the price tag will be a little pricey on that one. Three fifty uh, US. Three fifty. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's huge, but yeah, probably pass, but still pretty awesome. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is a big, big congratulations to what we do in the shadows. Steve, have you have you watched this yet? Have you tried to find it? Uh, I found it, but now like my my setup's kind of all fucked up, so I'm gonna watch it like probably in October. All right, well, Just, uh, yeah. I'm giving a big uh, shout out to what we do in the shadows as they have been nominated for multiple Emmy awards. Uh, so they've been nominated for outstanding writing. 
outstanding production design, outstanding casting, outstanding single camera editing, and outstanding sound editing. So, uh, yeah, so some horror love getting in there for the Emmy Awards. And also, of course, Stranger Things also nominated. Uh, they were nominated for uh, Outstanding uh, Drama Series, Outstanding Visual Effects, and Outstanding Stunt Coordination. So congratulations to both of those um, TV series for their nominations. I hope Shadows wins because, I mean, gosh, it's like some of the best stuff, like the most recent years. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think it's one of the best. I think it's the best, you know, show on television right now. Um, yeah, just in like, it's just such a fan, like great writing, great comedy. Yeah, definitely watch it if you've never seen it. Um, all right, next bit of news here is NECA. Uh, for you collectors, NECA has announced an ultimate ghost face action figure here. Uh, the pictures are now out for it. Um, have you guys seen this? What do you guys think? Which which figure was it? Uh, the NECA ultimate ghost face. Oh, yeah, the one you put in the chat. That looks freaking cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, what I really like about this one is it comes with um, the stab variant uh, mask, which I think is uh, pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, all right, next bit of news here is, oh, I put this one in for Sam because I know she was a big fan of these uh, R.L. Stein's uh, The Babysitter book, Sam. Do you remember those? Kind of like part of Fear Street. Well, they are adapting it into a television series rl stein's babysitter books um i think if people saw like the covers of these they would remember them pretty well but they're like i said they're pretty much about uh the fear street but um it has been picked up by lookout entertainment um so yeah keep an eye out for that um for you um lovers of rl stein how exciting yeah all right just a couple more um two more pieces of news here um for you stranger things fans uh, a new comic series is going to be uh, coming out this fall. It will release on October 21st, and uh, it is going to um, fall around Halloween time. It is going to be called The Stranger Things Halloween Special. Uh, it's Halloween night in Hawkins, and Will, Mike, and Lucas, and Dustin gather in Castle Byers to eat candy and scare each other with spooky stories. Little do they know, they'll reveal the quaint town's deepest kept secret the Child Eater of Hawkins. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, looks like it, it uh, is going to be a really fun little comic story. How many secrets does that town freaking have, man? <laughs> for real. <laughs> Jeez, they got Russians under the mall. <laughs> that freaking Demogarbon, whatever the fuck they're called. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, just one last bit of news here is, of course, the Terrifier 2 trailer uh, finally hit the internet uh, this week. Um, so I think most of us all watched it. Um, what'd you guys think of Art the Clown's return in this trailer? I think it looks great, man. I turned the trailer off cause I didn't want to see some of the scares cause they showed a little bit. I, I just hate that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it looks great. Yeah. was, was part one a little bit overrated. Yes. But then again, like it was a really hot topic. So, you know, everyone liked it. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited. looks cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same for me. I, uh, I, it looks, you know, like Terrifier, just bloodier and probably crazier. And you could tell that it has a little bit more budget, too. Yeah. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. And that's all I want to see for it. I'm not going to watch any other trailers. I think that one-minute mm -hmm. teaser was enough. Yeah. When's, when's that come out? Uh, you know what? This article does not say when it is coming out, but I think it's slated to come out maybe next year. Because I, I think they are mm. still editing um, on gotcha. it. So I know, it's, I know it's wrapped filming and whatnot. So... We shall see. I know a lot of people um, 
this was like completely almost fan funded as well. So um, yeah, I'll be interested to see. And I know a lot of fans are waiting on like on their perks and stuff. And yeah, I think some, you know, like at the end of the movie, it's going to be thinking like all the fans, I was like one of the perks and stuff. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Looks And I agree. It does look like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, looks like they ramped up the, the gore and the fun and all that. And yeah, I'm sure it's something we'll be reviewing um, when it, when it comes out. Um, I also like the girl's costume. I thought that was cool. Like, um, yeah, what's the word? I don't know. Like the angel costume. Yeah. Compared to his was pretty good touch. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, all right. And then uh, last, but certainly, certainly not least tonight, um, a rest in peace to John Saxon, uh, best know, known for his work um, on A Nightmare on Elm Street and also Black Christmas. Um, but yeah, uh, he was 83 years old uh, and he will definitely be missed Two Definitely iconic roles. Of course, Nancy's father, probably his most iconic uh, stuff. But yeah, rest in peace to him. Yeah, he had a nice long run. So rest yeah. in peace. Is that all you got for news? Uh, actually, you, there's one thing you missed that I think you teased at last episode or two episodes ago. <laughs> you were going to talk about some Tiffany news. That is right. Yes. Sam, Sam really wanted to discuss this last week. Um, I but didn't we really didn't... want to discuss it. <laughs> yeah. But um, so NECA released um, some images of their new Chucky dolls, which um, people have been waiting for for a long time. Uh, I think people were very disappointed because the pictures that came out were very, very early, was like very early stuff. And they've been, uh, people have had these dolls on pre-order for over a year now. And it seems like they're going to be waiting at least another year, if not longer, for these dolls to be made. But anyway, uh, the fun fact, the fun thing um, in these pictures was it was announced that Tiffany is going to be anatomically correct. Yes, she, um, the picture was with her shirt off. And she has actual real nipples. Um, Weird. <laughs> which, yeah, I don't really understand, like, why. I, I did, did they ever show her nipples in one of the movies? I think Seed, right? Was it Seed? Did they? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been a while, but... You remember. <laughs> but, yeah, so Sam uh, thought that was very weird and unnecessary. It is. But what, is it a big that big a deal? It's weird. It's weird. Why is it weird? Barbies don't have nipples. It's true. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Nipple news. Nipple news, yes. Nipple news. <laughs> All right. What you guys been watching, man? Currently, we're watching Disturbia while we're recording the podcast. Another little Shia reference? Yep. Do you like, do you like Shia when he's skinny Shia, or do you like man Shia? Oh, my God. Man, I mean, I always thought he was really good looking, like even with him being little. But (laughs) I'm looking at Disturbia, I'm like, wow, he was so like skinny and scrawny. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a little shrimp in that movie. Yeah. What about, well, you said young Shia, huh? So like even Steven Shia was still a cute kid for you? Yeah, when I was a kid. Did you ever watch that movie that I, um, his like documentary, well not documentary, but about his life. I forget what it's called. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I really liked it. Did you watch it yet? I did. I'd still need to see Peanut Butter Falcon, but I liked the one about him. That was like really good with his dad and stuff. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon was pretty good. Yeah. What's that movie called? I cannot think of it. Honey Boy. Honey Boy. 
There you go. I need to get in the zone for freaking trivia so I can extend my reign of terror. <laughs> Honey boy. Honey boy. All right. Uh, you watching Disturbia? Okay. Mm-hmm. I actually saw that at my birthday in the theater. Wow, I saw it in theater too. Nice. It has Amber Heard in it, right? She's the girl, or is it someone else? Um, no, it's not Amber Heard. I haven't showed her yet, and I can't remember. I'm gonna look it up right now, actually. I was like, "That's your girl, Todd." Oh no! Thought she's evil. Yeah, she's evil. Good. It's uh, <laughs> Sarah Romer, whoever that is. She kind of looks like Amber Heard, right? Blonde, blonde chick. Yeah, I guess. All right, well, my first one is Army of Darkness, an absolute classic. It was a family movie night, so we threw on Army of Darkness, and um, just a good movie, man. Uh, we watched the deleted alternate ending, too, and my kids like the theatrical ending where he's in the S-Mart and he fights the Deadite in there, opposed to the one where he, of course, fucks up and he wakes up after the apocalypse happened and he's, he's all alone in the future. Um I, I love it. It's it's such a quick movie. It's so fast paced. Ash is is great. Um, fully embraces like his slapstick slash antihero. Like he's not a good guy at all. He's kind of a, he's a giant douchebag, but he's very lovable. And the effects are great. The direction's great. Um, I love the little skeleton warriors and things like that. So if you've never seen the Army of Darkness, you're missing out. It's a great horror comedy and it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. My first one tonight is from 2018, and it is called The House on Mansfield Street. Um, This one is a found footage movie. Um, It is a British film, uh, and basically this one is about a uh, guy who moves into his new um, apartment um, that is potentially haunted, and I'll leave it at that. Um, This one is... Like, even for found footage, this one is, like, really, really low budget. Like, the sound is really bad on it, which, like, I almost turned it off, like, because of the sound was so bad. But uh, I decided to give it uh, a shot. And, yeah, I would definitely say skip this one. Uh, The movie just, yeah, it just does not build tension very well. And I found myself bored a lot of the time. And the payoff is not great. And it's just, like, very... um, just cliched like you know maybe if this came out during like the paranormal activity times and stuff like maybe i would have been a little more interested but now i'm just like yeah i've seen this like movie a hundred times so yeah i would definitely skip this one all right um my first one was a recommendation from todd and that's 1984's threads uh which i watched on tubi so this is the story about the united states and russia are on the verge of nuclear war, and the story takes place in uh, Sheffield, was it, uh, Sheffield, England, mm-hmm. uh, where they're basically trying to figure out what's going to happen between the two countries. So they prepare for a nuclear holocaust, and uh, then shit hits the fan between the two countries, and basically World War Three erupts and nuclear bombs are dropped everywhere. Uh, it's half kind of a film, but also presented kind of as a documentary, a faux documentary, obviously. Uh, this film is, like, fucking very tragic. It's almost like a Schindler's List type of film. Uh, it's very realistic. It doesn't shy away from showing the human tragedy involved in the nuclear holocaust. It's really in your face with the gore and the, like, bodies and the kids are dead and 
people's like wives are dead. It's just like a really sad film. It felt very real and it was really, really, really well made. So if you're looking for something really serious uh, about the effects of a nuclear war, uh, this one is very good. Just it's tough to watch because it looks so real. So I highly recommend. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I I think that's my the scariest non horror film I've ever seen, man. Because um, no one's safe in that movie. Like you, you have a lead character, and then they're like incinerated. Um, and then like you had the mom that was standing in the in the window when the bomb went off, and she gets lit on fire in front of her husband. It's just like it's crazy, man. It's it's just a crazy crazy tale. Yeah, even the people like in a bunker weren't safe mm-hmm. because then they have nowhere to go and they don't have the resources to keep yeah. going because there's no one else outside. It's it's really in your face and it's a it's a good film, but holy shit, it was a tough to watch. Yeah, and then the, that's like ten years later, right? And that girl gets raped and she has a, like a stillborn oh, yeah. child. I'm like, gosh, damn, they keep laying yeah, it on. <laughs> yeah, right. They just keep going and going. <laughs> yeah, Ugh. it's a good one, man. That should be like required watching for like all the world leaders in one room <laughs> yeah I, I agree though because everyone talks about schindler's list and that's a really great film but i, I never hear this one brought up and i think it's almost on that level uh from a just different perspective because this is not real history it's more of a what if history had there been a, a nuclear war but yeah it's still it's a very good film and i'd highly recommend people watch it did you watch the day after too steve i know we talked about that one too the day after uh is that the one from the perspective of the united states that's kind yes. of the same thing with um what's his name steve gutenberg, uh, steve gutenberg. yeah i did see that okay yeah, that's yeah. a good one too yep but th- this one felt more real than yeah agreed i i just liked the characters better in the day after like i felt like i connected more with them yeah i agree yeah you know be a good like double feature um would be threads and the road if you want to be like super depressed with your life. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, do you have any? I don't think so. Nothing. Okay. Uh, down. That's okay. You only, let, you only let Joe down. You never let me and Steve down. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Shut <All> up, right. <laughs> Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Help me! No! <laughs> Alright, my next one is a Tubi. Tubi. A little Tubi. Is, uh... Where's that Tubi monster at, though? <laughs> Seriously, we're freaking keeping them afloat. Uh, no, but Tubi, I watched Doom Asylum 1988 because I wanted to see Patty Mullen's other film because she did, um, the freaking... Frankenhooker, and she's awesome in that. And she only did two movies and, like, I think a show, and then she quit acting. Um, but Patty Mullen is a babe, and she's in Doom Asylum, where uh, this group of teenagers they go to an asylum that's closed down to, um, you know, like, have a picnic, hang out, stuff like that. Meanwhile, there's like a punk girl rock band um, that plays, like, on the roof and stuff. Um, meanwhile, uh, there is, in the, I'm sorry, in the beginning of the film, Patty Mullen's character's mother is driving with this like like rich lawyer guy, and they're like all excited because they won like a case and they're millionaires or something. And then they crash, and then they both die. And then he gets taken to a the morgue where he wasn't dead, but he and he wakes up and he's so mad that he kills the morticians or whatever they're called. And then now he like haunts the doom or the asylum. Kind of weird. You gotta turn off your brain to like it. But um, you know, fast forward, Patty Patty Mullen. 
Hattie Mullen's character comes back to the asylum with her friends, and the guy's still there, and he wants to marry her because it looks just like his girlfriend. Um, very gory, terrible acting, um, a cool like setting because they had a like a real you know closed down asylum, and they just ran around that the whole time. Um, but this is some of the worst acting, and I think it's intentional, but it's it's pretty rough. But I still had a really good time with it, and Arrow put out a really good Blu-ray for the collectors out there. But if you want to watch it for free, just watch Tubi, and it's a very nice cut. And for the guys out there, they're both of the lead women are uh, gorgeous. Uh, the guy's acting is terribly funny, so you get that. And um, yeah, Doom Asylum, 1988. Nice. All right, my next one is from 2009. Uh, and it is called Laid to Rest. Um, I'd actually never seen this one before. Um, has a pretty good cult following. Um, deals with a... Uh, this one's, you know, your basic slasher with um, this guy named Chrome Skull who wears this, you know, chrome-looking skull mask. I see you shaking your head. Sam, have you seen this one? No. Okay. <laughs> but you know I'm, talking. I'm, I'm interested. I'm like, okay. okay. All right. Um, so yeah, it's about. It starts off with this uh, young woman who wakes up in a casket um, with basically no memory of how she got there or anything. And um, we follow her, um, and we realize that she was, you know, kidnapped by this guy, and he's basically hunting her down the rest of the movie and her trying to survive. Um, it actually stars a young Lena Headey. I think is that her, is that her name from? Uh, she plays uh, in Game of Thrones there, uh, the yep. queen there. Yeah. Sir, Sir, Sir. Yeah, Xerxes, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, she's in this as well, um, so that was a nice face to see. Um, overall, this was okay to me at best. Um, you know, it's the story is just like, eh. Um, but the gore is definitely top-notch. Um, but yeah, I, I expected a little more just because I, I know this one seems to be pretty beloved by horror fans, but to me it was just kind of like a meh and uh yeah not something i would uh i know there's sequels but after this one i'm just like wasn't interested enough to carry on and watch the sequels i I love laid to rest man all right like i'm really into it but if you didn't like this one definitely don't see part two because part two is like utter trash yeah Um, and it has danielle harris in part two too but she's like terrible in it too but yeah part one's pretty cool i mean yeah it was uh, don't get me wrong it wasn't it wasn't bad. I just was expecting, I guess, a little more. That's all. It's Yeah, it's a little bit of slasher with a focus on the gore. So if you'd like that, then... Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people would really love this one. So, I mean, if you're a fan of, like, the low-budge slashers, I, I think this would be right up your alley. All right. Uh, my next one is uh, also found on Tubi, and it's 1973's Schlock. This is John Landis, uh, known for American Werewolf in London, The Twilight Zone, and being a grade-A dickhead. Uh, that's his, it's his first film. Which also, yeah, I fucking hate this guy. I can't. I, I was like midway through watching it. Fuck I that guy. His film. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it sucks, so I'm happy to talk about it. Uh, it also started the career of legendary makeup artist Rick Baker, so this was his first film as well. Uh, it's basically a small town that gets terrorized by a so-called banana killer, uh, which is evident by a ton of bodies being left around with banana peels all over the place. And mm-hmm. uh, people find out that it's an ape kind of Bigfoot type character that's doing all the killings. Uh, this movie is one of those super over the top slapstick comedy slash somewhat horror film 
Uh, it's got big fanfare music, which I hate. And uh, the ape in the film, like, he looks okay, but it's obviously a guy in a suit walking around. And the, weird, the film's super fucking weird. The ape goes around town. He goes to watch the blob in the movie theater, brings a kid to the bathroom, goes cake shopping, plays piano at a club. It's really fucking just all over the place. Um, it's not quite horror until the last 10 minutes or so when he starts to go on a killing rampage despite a few limb losses and bodies and kills throughout the film it's just so poorly done for comedy reasons that doesn't really pass as horror at all uh, thanks, thankfully they never made the sequel called Son of Schluck which they tease at the end uh, avoid this movie at all costs uh, not only because it's a John Landis film but also because the film is just absolute garbage and I could not recommend to not watch it anymore. Um, that's a talk. John Lannis is a bitch. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, although American World from London is amazing. All right. Uh, 2014, Sam. Oh, yeah, you don't have any. Um, this one is also on Tubi. So, Tubi, come on, man. Give us some love. Uh, 2014, uh, Joe's favorite director, Eduardo Sanchez from Blair Witch Project. Can you guess what it is, Joe? Not exists, right? It exists, yep. <laughs> I yeah. love this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so this one is about a group of friends that go off to the one of the guy's uncle's cabin where no one's allowed to go there because, you know, the uncle claimed that he saw Bigfoot there some years back. So the, the, the his nephew steals the key, and then they go out there. Um, and then right away, they start getting attacked by a Bigfoot creature. Um, it's found footage, just like Blair Witch Project, but I, man, I just had a rough time with this movie. Um, I thought the acting was really rough. And I don't know, man, I just I just didn't get into it because I, I just didn't feel like the magic was there like you yeah. could have done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I. I personally had a f really fun time with it. Um. But yeah. I mean, it's definitely not perfect or anything like that. Um. But I. I just like. I, I thought it was good for like. There's not a lot of good Bigfoot movies out there, and I thought this one was definitely a step up from most Bigfoot movies. So yeah, I had. A, I had a fun watch with it. Yeah. What I did appreciate though was them actually showing Bigfoot, and it wasn't. I mean, yeah, it's a dude in a costume. But I thought the dude in the costume did really well. He actually played Bigfoot in Harry and the Henderson, so I guess he has yeah. some history. <laughs> and there's like a really cool shot towards the end of the movie that I loved where um, at one point they hide in a camper and Bigfoot pushes the camper off a, a hill. Yeah. And then he looks up and Bigfoot's like jumping down to get to them. And it's a really cool shot. But um, overall, I just I think it was the acting that got me and it, it kind of frustrated me. Um, which is strange because I, I don't think like Heather's acting in Blair Witch is good, but it's I still really enjoy it. So I don't know, man. I just I guess it didn't grab me like that movie does. Yeah. But yeah, 2014 on Tubi. Yeah, I also got like a soft spot for found footage too. So I'm like mm -hmm. way more forgiving on soft on found footage movies than I am most other subgenres. So that yeah. that could be a reason too. But that's speaking true. of found footage, oh go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. No, I just said that's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of found footage, my last one tonight is from 2003, and it is a found footage movie called The Wicksboro Incident. 
Uh, this one is shot um, kind of, well, it starts off um, as, you know, a documentary where, um, you know, these guys are uh, interviewing this old gentleman who is talks about his experience uh, in the 50s uh, working for the military where basically they had him go to this uh, town in Wicksboro, Texas um, to do, um, you know, in an underground bunker, um, you know, basically you know, ha having to do with, like, aliens. They, they were building this, like, equipment and stuff like that. And uh, from there, we go and follow these um, filmmakers and this old man um, on their search to find Wicksboro because Wicksboro now, you know, in current times doesn't exist. It's not on the map. Um, anything, you know, about it is completely wiped from the history books. So the three of them go on a road trip. Um, to try to find Wicksboro, and um, I'll kind of leave it at that because I don't want to give too much away. Because I gotta say, I really, really enjoyed this movie. This movie was a very pleasant surprise. I went into it with no expectations, and I think I thought it was extremely well done, especially for a low-budget um, found footage movie. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, really interesting story. It caught me the whole way. Um, really really builds up the tension very nicely um and has a pretty solid ending so yeah i would definitely recommend this one the wicksboro incident especially if you're into like you know sci-fi and stuff so yeah definitely very hard to find <laughs> very hard to find on like dvd anyway like uh, i was looking on amazon because i was gonna actually pick up a copy and it was like over like a hundred dollars or something like that for a copy of it <laughs> Um, all right, so my last one uh, you can find on Shudder, and it's a uh, film from Thailand called The Pool. So in this movie, uh, Day, who is an art director of a commercial production company, and he is doing a commercial inside a, like an Olympic-sized outdoor pool uh, where they're doing underwater shots and stuff. And once they're done, the pool is closing for the year, so he needs to pick stuff up as someone pl pulls the plug on the water of the pool. He decides to go for a nap on a uh, in, on an inflatable like mattress thing, and he sleeps too long. And by the time he wakes up, the water of the pool has sunk so deep that he can no longer get out of it. And the story takes place of him inside the pool trying to figure out a way to get out as a bunch of things start being thrown at him including a crocodile that escaped from a cro nearby crocodile farm that gets into the empty pool with him. Uh, you know, the story is very basic. It takes place almost all in, inside that uh, empty pool, but uh, they throw all sorts of stuff at him. And even though the situations get a little ridiculous and stuff, I actually really, really enjoyed myself watching this film. I thought it was a really fun adventure. And I was at the edge of my seat trying to figure out how he'd get out of each situation because it's just one situation after another. And sometimes it wasn't obvious how he would get out of it and then something would happen. And it was a really interesting film. Uh, my one big complaint about it is it did the same thing that they did in Don't Breathe. The movie starts with a scene that's near the end of the film, uh, which kind of took me out of it a little bit because I knew throughout the whole film that as long as that scene didn't take place, that he would A, still be alive, B, uh, you see he has his leg broken, so as long as his leg's not broken, I know that, you know, he's going to be fine. It's just, I hate when they do that. I just, 
just put me in the story from the beginning. I don't want to see a sneak peek of what's happening later because it's kind of a spoiler and that sucks. But other than that, I uh, really enjoyed it. And if you can, you know, watch uh, foreign language films, uh, I think this is a good one. It's on Shutter. So the pool. That sounds cool. Don't pee in the pool. Do you pee in the pool? Who doesn't? I don't. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Sick fuck. <laughs> do you pee in the ocean, though? Hell yeah. I pee in the fucking ocean. The fish do. Yeah, exactly. Why can't I? Poop in, <laughs> poop in the ocean. I've never taken a poop. <laughs> that would. I, I imagine that would be pretty freeing, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to shit your pants. Nope. <laughs> oh. Isn't there a movie where someone like, poops in the pool and then like they see like the log flying like floating? It's like a by. Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that that's not in Sandlot, is it? No, it's not. No. Is it knocked up? Maybe. I I don't know. I know I've seen it in something. <laughs> <laughs> Last man on earth right. show he he poops in the pool off the diving board. Oh, it's pretty cool. how, how did that show go? I really liked the first season, but I never Which continued show? on. The Last Man on Earth. It got canceled after two, two or three seasons, yeah. but um, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it trivia time? I believe so. Ooh. So bust out your cups of Deadly Grounds coffee, folks, because it's about to get interesting. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. All right, folks. So here we go. <laughs> Currently, we have Sam with 32 points. In, in fourth, the lead. Fourth place. In third place, Joe with 38 points. In second place, Steve with 43 points. And in first place, mm. the big swinging Dick Todd Oof. with 53 mm. points. Mm. Mm. 10-point lead. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I got some uh, listener questions today, but just warning, Mondo, Jedi Mind, I did not use yours. They were too hard. So. Too hard? I was thinking I was thinking of you guys. Yeah, I was like, can I get a hard one? Let's hear it. <laughs> I, I did too, but you guys didn't see the movie, so. Yeah, that's, that's my point. Like, I know you guys haven't seen the movie he referenced. Right. How do you know? Because it was one of my what watched, and you guys were like, oh, yeah, I should see that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Todd. So I'm not going to screw you. <laughs> All right. The questions, I'll, that is. I'll, I'll start tonight. <laughs> Do it. I'll start Do it. Tonight. Give it to me. Right. In the Saw franchise, mm. what is Jigsaw's actual name? John Kramer. That was good. That was quick. That was good, Steve. No, that was a good one. That's incorrect. His <laughs> real name is John Hot Dad Todd. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> does he? He doesn't have dad bod, does he? I mean, he's hot. A little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, he wasn't a dad because she had the miscarriage. Oh. If you want to get real deep with it. I guess we're deep then. Yeah, the crack, the crackhead hit the door and <laughs> hit her stomach. 
But when does fatherhood really begin? Does it begin before or after? No, I forget. I think that is a question (laughs) that we should not talk about. (laughs) All right, who's next? I'll go. All right, right, so this one comes from Horror Fan Ryan, so thank you very much for the question. It's an easy one, so be ready for it. Oh. In Vivarium, what was the number of Tom and Gemma's house? Nine. I think Todd. Todd Yes, sir. Fuck you, so, that's a softball right there. Yeah. Thanks for the question anyway. I appreciate when people send me <laughs> yeah. questions. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I saw the question. I'm like, oh, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I will ask it because I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam? All right. Hang on. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. This is a tagline. Mm. Ready? Mm-hmm. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Oh, my word. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Silence of the Lambs. No. No? Okay. okay. That's a long that, pause. That was too hardcore for, like, uh, Silence of the Lambs, probably. Hmm. Steve, you got a guess? No, I can't think of anything. All right. Black Christmas, 1970. Oh, no. TJ's going to go crazy over that one. All right. My first one is... um, All right. The closest without going over. Okay? The closest without going over. In the Blair Witch Project, how many times was the word fuck said? Oh, man. 14. 23. 45. That point goes to Joe. Yes. Oh, you're, everyone was super off. 154. Whoa, really? Uh, yeah. I was like, I, I was gonna be shamed if I didn't, if I didn't get that point. <laughs> According to IMDb, 154. Okay. It was. Relax. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of. That's like a Tarantino fuck level. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, my next one. In Vivarium. The movie we're watching tonight. What is the name of the community? Yonder. Todd got it, I think. I think Todd got yeah. it first. Todd! Yeah. Let's just give up now, you guys. I'm going to the tape, though. I was close. No, oh, you were Yonder, bitches. <laughs> All right. right uh, no, it's not my turn. I think it's Steve's turn. That's fine. Yeah, sorry, I was writing down that. Watch the tape. All right. That, uh, you don't this... need to watch the tape, because I fucking got it. <laughs> I don't think so, but we'll you're gonna edit. You're going to edit it? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this this question does come from Armando, too. Uh, even though I didn't take his uh, Lasso Pastor question, I did take this one. In Slumber Party Massacre, what A-list celeb is on the cover of Playgirl? Oh, Slumber Party Massacre came out. Suzanne Summers. No, Playgirl. Playgirl. Um, David Hasselhoff. Good. 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 Oh, yeah. damn. I think in like Bert early 90s. Carrot Top. Carrot Top? No. <laughs> God. He got jacked, though. He did. I said Joe. Burt Reynolds. Burt uh, Reynolds. No. Any other guesses before we close it? Uh, Tom Cruise. No. Darn. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Tim Allen on the cover of Playgirl. <laughs> <laughs> Vin, Vin Diesel. 
All right. Uh, all right. Time's up. Uh, it was huh? the Italian, the Italian stallion himself. Uh, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, nice. Italian stallion. He also sent me a some reported massacre question, but you guys haven't seen it. I don't think so. I'm not gonna ask it. Nope. All right. Rise Horror Corner. I have to alter your question since yonder was already answered. So I'm gonna switch it up a bit. All right. From Rise Horror Corner, what's the name of the community developers in Favarium? Oh, shit. Oh, come on now. The name of the... What? Tim. That's... No. (laughs) (laughs) No, like the name of the company. Oh, the company. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh, my word. I just remember Martin. No. No one... It's written on the box. A failure. I don't remember. All right. Prospect Properties. Uh. Yay, yay. All right. I guess. Samantha. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. She's um, thinking about one. I sure am. She is. I sure am. Okay, another tagline for you guys. Oh, okay. Oh, you can't look at posters in your room that Joe's in. Yes, <laughs> I'm not. Ready? And remember. The next scream you hear may be your own. That's a good one. Is it scream? Um, next scream you may be your own. Scream part three. No. <laughs> Darn. Nope. What is it? Us. The birds. Oh. oh. Going, going old school, huh? All right. Mm. Hard ones tonight from Sam. Jeez. Well, if I'm not getting any points, neither of you guys. All right. My uh, last one for tonight is, what is the name of the creature feature film host at the beginning of House of a Thousand Corpses? Oh, fuck you, man. It's in my fucking head. <laughs> it's right in there. Um, creature, creature, show. Uh, doc, Dr. Frankenstein's. Incorrect. No! But you were close. Dr. Frankenstein. Nope. Oh, fuck. You fucker. Dr. Um. Uh, well, I'll let Steve guess before I tell you. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Correct it's answer. Not, yeah? It's not Frankenstein? Oh. Or Steen? It is Steen. Oh, motherfucker. What is it? Correct answer is Dr. Wolfenstein. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, all right. How many cabins are at the Bates Motel in Psycho? Hmm. I'm going to go with five. I'm going to say eight. Nope, nope. Sam? What's the question? How many cabins uh, at the Bates Motel? How many cabins? Like how many rooms? Oh, I have two guesses. Which one do I go with? Go both. Ten or twelve? That's correct. Oh. Which one? Twelve cabins, twelve vacancies. That deserves a booby shake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the the first things he says to uh, when she uh, comes to the hotel. 
Go me. I guess. Thanks for letting me guess <laughs> twice, Steve. <laughs> I mean, most people get a second guess after the first one. You so <laughs> right. back to back. <laughs> I think it's my turn. I think so. Okay. Vivarium. Oh. Vivarium. Imogen Poots, the actress in Vivarium. Okay. What vampire remake does she star in? Friday Night. Got it. Yeah, got it. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Imogen? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right, Sam, I think you're wrapping this up. All right. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. Um, no. <laughs> no. Shut it. <laughs> All righty. Is this another tagline? Yes, it is. Oh, three taglines. Hmm. Ready? Yes. Mm. Be afraid. Be very afraid. That's so generic. I feel like I've actually used this one before. The fly. <laughs> Good job. There you go. You, nice. did, you did do this one before. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird tagline for that movie. It is. I guess because it's like B, B. and I. Like... Yeah. All right. Okay. I got a bonus Ooh. that I didn't use. And it's also a tagline. It should be you may run, but you will never fly away. Ooh. I like it. I have I have another, I have one more a bonus. Tom, hit it. it was a tagline. I decided not to use it, but I'll use it now. All right. Tag, the most shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Uh, is that Last House on Left? Incorrect. Hills Have Eyes. Incorrect. Carnage. Carnage. I can see it. Carrie. Yeah, Incorrect. I can see it. The movie poster is like a cream with what did, red. What does Steve say? Ever seen. I don't know. So, sorry. I don't... Carnage. Carnage. Uh, what, oh, describe uh, the poster, Sam. What, what were you saying? Corpses? I don't think I was right. Steve got it. How <laughs> No. Not fair. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> you better hope I didn't get that other point, Todd. You're in it. I'm good. Yeah. Is it, unless anyone wants to throw out another bonus? Uh, I'm out. All right. <laughs> All right, well, all right. Well, tonight, Sam picked up two points woo woo. to go to 34. Hey, wee wee. Uh, Joe picked up one point to go to 39. Steve picks up three points to Maybe go to four. 46. Maybe four. But not four. really, but I'm just being nice. <laughs> and Todd with, uh, picked up two points tonight to remain in first place with 55 points. Okay. Not a good showing for me. I'm upset a little bit. Sorry. I missed on two House of a Thousand Corpses questions, oh, Todd. No. Garbage. I almost had that I Stein one. one. Horror movie you did. Decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big fan. Creature feature show. Are we ready to talk about Vivarium? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, wait. And... I have a question. Uh, hmm. Would you say House of a Thousand Corpses? What would you say is your most like uh what do you have the most of in your collection is it house of a thousand corpses like as far as collectibles dvds like everything 
No, that would go to Friday the 13th. All right. I got a lot of Friday the 13th stuff, but I also have a lot of House of Silence Corpses stuff, too. But... Well, I don't, now I want to know everyone's answer. Steve, what, do you, what about you? Uh, for me, it would be The Haunted Mansion. Mm. But as a horror film, I would yes. say uh, probably... Eddie the Murphy's Exorcist. Haunted Mansion? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the Exorcist. I have a lot of Exorcist stuff. Samantha, what was the question? What do you have the most of in your collection? Uh, uh, franchise? I think it's a tie between Halloween and Future. Okay. What do you think by just seeing everything? By seeing, I think Halloween. You think? I think. I don't think so. You, no. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you do grow. have a lot. Of, it is. It has grown quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's well, yours, Joe? Um, probably Nightmare on Elm Street. I would. I would say. Mm. Um, yeah. I think so. It comes down to availability, right? I mean. Right. Yeah. I have a lot of Texas Chainsaw stuff too. Mm-hmm. And our main because they, they made yeah. a lot of Evil Dead stuff. Mm-hmm. Halloween for a while didn't like really have anything. No, they didn't. Yeah, and then they just started releasing mm-hmm. within the last like five, five or ten years. The yeah, the, the Rob yeah. Zombie figures are super expensive. They are. They're hard to find now. Yeah, I got that one Michael with like the headstone and stuff. Yep. There's not Pretty much sick. extra. There's not much extra stuff out there anymore either. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just picked up the Reagan in her bed from NECA, that that came in, and that's a like an awesome piece. But probably the best piece they ever did for the Exodus, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, as a figure anyway. But yeah. We 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 want more Exorcist stuff, please. Thank you. Please. Yeah. Thank one you. of my favorite things from the Exorcist is uh, I have the Reagan bobblehead, which is on the bed, but also bobbles. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they have some cool extra stuff. So something they did a lot of re- recently was it. Like I have a lot of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there well, was yeah. none of it before. It's very true. Very very true. All right. Uh, so vivarium. Many homes have the pretense of being ideal, but these homes really are ideal. It's not exactly what we're looking for. Wait, no, no, I don't think this is the right way. Yeah, this is the way we came in. No, is it? Did we just do some kind of loop? Hello? I've never heard such silence. What if they don't come? What are we supposed to do? This house is forever perfect environment for a young family. Woof, woof, woof. People like to be alone sometimes. Woof, woof, woof. Not be with each other all the time. It's gotta have a bottom. This is something that I can do. Please just let me do this. It's acting like you're its mother. I want to go home. That's nature. That's just the way things are. Uh, so, Vivarium. 
A young couple looking for the perfect home find themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth-like neighborhood of identical houses. So, we uh, follow our characters, uh, Gemma, or Ge- yeah, Gemma, and Tom, as they are. We we realize that they're trying to looking for a house. Like um, Tom's more on the fence, and they just don't know what they want. So they visit this like property house. Um, and they are greeted by this not property house, property office, and they're greeted by the super strange gentleman named martin who clearly doesn't have people skills he's very awkward he's very in your face and stuff like that and he says they have a new uh development called yonder which is um far enough away and close enough at the same time which is kind of strange too uh so they decide to follow him to the development and when they get there like literally every single house is identical green uh the yards um the streets everything's the same and they don't really like pay attention to that um, so we get to the house and it's number nine and he takes him on a tour and is very creepy. He's like very robotic. Um, he even mimics her at one point, which if your red flags weren't up in the office, they definitely are now. And then when they're looking in the backyard, they come back to find Martin missing and his car's gone. Um, and they cannot leave the neighborhood. They drive in circles for hours, literally. Um, and they can't leave. It just keeps going in a ma- massive loop. They take turns, right turns, left turns, all that stuff that leads back to the one apartment or one house that they're supposed to be at, number nine. Um, and yeah, I'll leave it to that. I think people will will uh, will spoil it a little bit later. So if you want to watch the movie, definitely go watch it before you listen after our spoiler stuff. But I think I don't think we're there yet. So someone else take it. I'll start us off. <laughs> um, overall, I uh, I really really enjoyed this movie. I really did not know what to expect going in. Um, never saw a trailer or anything. Um, me and Sam just kind of watched this um, blind. We're actually the ones that, I think we're the ones that suggested this one to you guys after we watched it. Um, and but yeah, it's uh, I gotta give it mad mad points for originality because it's unlike anything I think I've ever seen before. Um, if you are a big fan of like the Twilight Zone and Black Mirror, uh, this is like definitely right up your alley. Um, and I'm really excited to like dive into this and talk about all the, the crazy shit that happens in it. But uh, yeah, for those spoiler free review anyway, uh, highly recommend this one. Um, I agree with Joe. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about it right now because I didn't rewatch it. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I would suggest watching it, and I liked it. Um, so what I'll say about it, spoiler free, is I watched this film twice. Uh, I watched it two and a half weeks ago because we were going to review it, but since we had the director of Ghost of War, we decided to switch it up at the last minute and do that film and pushed it back. So I had wa- I'd written notes two and a half weeks ago about the film and I had two theories as to what all this was about and I watched it again yesterday and I came up with two completely different theories as to what it's about so now I have four complete different theories about what the whole thing's about (laughs) I will say this having seen it twice now I changed my score uh, for tonight's review because I feel differently about it the second time than I did the first but overall I will say that I liked it okay I also did the uh, same thing Steve did. Watched it yesterday again for a second time, and I highly recommend it too. So, um, yeah, stop listening if you plan on watching the film because we're about to spoil it right now. Um, yeah, I. This is the only movie this year that's made me 
like after I watched it the first time, want to watch it again, to be honest with you. I mean, I think The Lodge maybe had me there, but I still haven't watched that one again. And this one I watched, you know, twice in two weeks. So it's, I think, pretty highly of it. Um, the bad parts, though, before we get into, like, the real deep shit, is that it was kind of awkward that Jesse Eisenberg and, and her didn't, like... They, they didn't react the way I thought they would react or what I, how I would react in the situation. Like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I would have walked out of the office soon that guy started being super creepy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, see, I wouldn't. I would have just, like, went with him. Like, I was like, oh, he's just like, well, that's weird. why you're going to die in the horror movie, Joe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then when he mimics her in the house, I'd be like, nah, we're out, dude. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. fucking done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that's that's strange but you can forgive it because they need to get that situation so i mean what are you gonna do you know what i mean um but then driving into the neighborhood i like i've been house hunting you know quite a bit and we've drove into neighborhoods before and just like nope we're not gonna get out and look at the house we we don't like the neighborhood and i figured they would have done that who wants to live in like a a, i don't know what kind of shade green (laughs) but green pure green neighborhood i don't think anyone would want to um so that kind of bothered me. But then, like I said, you have to get to that situation. So there's really no way to get to it without being like that. And then they never searched another house, another house ever throughout the entire film, which I thought was strange. You think she they smashed the window? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are my only negatives. So I'll let you guys jump in. Take it away, Steve. I know you got all the notes. Yeah, uh, did you want to really get into it again, or do you want to still just talk about... Fuck it, just start talking, yeah, whatever. All right, uh, yeah, so, like I said, I I had four theories going into this thing mm. uh, as to what it was all about, and I'll give you my first two, and then I'll let someone else speak and then go to my other two. So yeah. this is the two theories I had going in the first time. And the first time when you watch a movie, you know, like especially a movie like this, uh, like Joe said, it's kind of a Black Mirror episode or a Twilight Zone type episode, is you're trying to figure things out, but you're not like paying attention to every little detail because it, even though it's kind of a slow movie, there's a lot that is shown mm-hmm. at, at you. That's like a weird thing like that. So the first time I watched it, I thought it was either uh, an, like kind of um, a story about a fa- young family who they, they want to start you know their lives as a couple and has kids and everything, and it was kind of a whole metaphor for uh, that, where uh, they go to this place to look for their first house, and that's what what puts them on a path to what a lot of people uh, feel like in adulthood, where (laughs) it's a lot of repetitiveness and a lot of, like, bland, and them driving around is kind of like a metaphor for not knowing. They're kind of lost, but they get into, like, a rhythm, and the kid I thought was actually their kid the first time. And it was just a kid that they weren't kind of happy with. So they felt like a prisoner in their own home. Mom was sleeping with the kid at one point, And you see like crib bars as if she feels imprisoned by this monotony of life. And dad was digging his emotional hole deeper and deeper and further away from his family. And the mom descending into madness because they were unhappy with their choices and the blandness of their lives. So that's why I thought it was about the first time. Or it was a metaphor for a fish tank where if you imprison a a fish, you know, it just goes in circles and circles, but it's still the same kind of dwelling. And that's the kind of first two things I came up with. I'm a lot happier with my two other (laughs) theories the second time, but I'll let someone else go uh, with theirs first. So I think your 
No, Sorry, go ahead. I, no, go I ahead. think your first theory is is what they meant to show on a face value, like have, being a homeowner can fucking suck, and then being a parent, yeah, it can fucking suck too. So I think that's what is on the surface of the movie, personally. Is that like, yeah, when you're you have a lot of fun when you're younger and then you have kids and then like your life literally is, you know, I think the kid even says it like your purpose is, you know, to raise a child and take him to the world or whatever he said. And that's exactly what parenthood is. So like, I think that is exactly what was meant to be on the surface, but then it gets fucking crazy too. Yeah. And something else I forgot to mention is that him digging the hole, I also saw as his job because he was a gardener. Uh, Mm -hmm. They show that in the first scene. So him going to the hole to me was like him going to his job. It's like a, you know, a job that he hates all the time, but that's what he does. And that's all he knows how to do. So that's why uh, that whole thing was. So that, that's how I got to that mm-hmm. conclusion the first time. But you're right. That at the end is where that theory kind of falls apart a little bit uh, with him, her going into different like dimensions or whatever. And we'll yeah. talk about that in one of my other theories. But yeah, so that's how I felt about it the first time. Yeah, I'm right. I agree with you, uh, Steve. Uh, that's like how I perceived it too. Um, actually, I didn't even perceive it that way on my first watch. But then, like the second watch, obviously I was paying attention a lot more, not being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, and I definitely picked that up a lot more on the second watch. Just about kind of like that's kind of like how just like people's lives are, just the, the like a monotonous uh, type thing. Um, and it was kind of describing that. Um, and I'll wait until the very ending to kind of like what my other theory is, like with how the movie kind of ends, because um, I have a theory about that too. Um, but yeah, let can we talk about this kid though? Like no, scary. Because <laughs> he we... is the voice is fucking terrifying. It is. Why do they? It's fucking great, but it's it's so weird. Well, and I think I, that. No, go ahead, Doc. No, I think that might go into one of Steve's other theories on why he's. Oh. fucking strange but can we go that, that's correct yes can we go back to the beginning real quick though because they kind of force feed into your into your, right in front of you it's the first thing we see is baby birds being pushed out of the nest and then taken right. over by uh, a like a real bird that relies on those birds mothers to take care of their children so it's like a parasite mm-hmm. you get rid of the human kids you put maybe an alien maybe a fucking bug i don't know but yeah, they, that's right in the beginning. So I think you can't really ignore that because no, it's it's telling you this is what it is. Like, yep, we're taking care of something that is not yours. So, yep. She even says that too. She's like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Imogen Poots's character is like, well, maybe a cuckoo took it. Like, it was looking for a new nest and it just like mm-hmm. took it over. You which I think is not, that's how nature is. Yeah. You know, I think for one of my theories, and I think I think all of us might have that theory too. May I give my first impression before Steve does his yes, final take? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, after the first, you know, I I found it very hard to not get Joe's spoiler that turned out not to be a spoiler out of my head because he said aliens maybe, and I'm like, okay, it was, I I kept looking for the alien aspect, and you know what? It's there if you look it look for mm-hmm. it. Um, because you know, with the bird thing, like I said, but after my first watch, I thought that it was some kind of creature, whether it's an alien, maybe a bug, which we can talk about later, um, that is trying to mimic humans and it's giving their offspring to them to raise. And because you can't, they can't raise them as a human because they're not humans themselves. And that's what I thought was going on. Um, 
But then, I, like Steve saw it a second time, I was like, fuck, I don't even know which theory I believe in anymore. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, 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 I got to think it's like, so I think the movie's very metaphorically heavy, but I think, to me, on the surface, it's like an alien invasion movie, and that's like kind of how I took it. Um, or possibly an alternate universe, but I'm just I'm treating it like an alien movie. That's kind of like what I'm treating it as on the surface. And what what brings you to that conclusion? Well, well, the little boy first off, just being extremely weird, does not have a normal voice, has this really fucking weird voice, um, and just like in the book. Well, yeah. Then he gets that book that has all of that weird language. Uh, in the book and then uh, you know just like then like her going he like opens up after she like attacks him after he's become an adult um, you know they go into like this parallel universe where we see other families um, you know in the same exact situation as them raising uh, all of these you know boys which i perceive as aliens um basically um raising them to be human like treating you know like aliens want to take over earth but they don't know how to behave so they are making these human like people raise them to like learn how to be humans and that's how i took it sam you had something to say no i was just listening (laughs) okay all right Uh, all right so before I get into my final theory, uh, I had a third theory that turned out to be complete, like not at all the right thing, but I was really willing to go with this for a while. Uh, I, I thought it was a metaphor for two dogs being the, the couple and then having a new puppy come into their lives. Oh my word. Which was the kid. And for like a good portion of the movie, I, I was like, we never see the parents, like the owners. Uh, but they're the other people who just, like, give him food and give him a place to live, which is basically their doghouse. And then this new little fucking puppy comes around, and he's woof, woof, woofing everywhere and screaming when he wants food. And I had this whole theory going that it was just a metaphor for a dog with a new puppy in the house. Oh Imagine if it would have done that. I literally uh, just got a headache trying to understand what you were like, uh-huh. where you are going with that. Can you imagine? Yeah, well, think about it. He's running around woofing, and then when he's hungry, he yells. He, like, screams yeah. until they feed him. And I really thought it was basically what it would be like for two older dogs to have a new puppy come in the house. Uh, my parents always had two dogs, and, you know, one would pass, and a new one would come in. And that's how the old dogs always reacted. It was, like, yeah. super annoying until they kind of trained him, you know, to do things and then they kind of just lived with him and that's how I felt and then the whole digging a hole outside was like the older dog that didn't want to deal with it anymore I, I was I had this whole thing just like planned out but it didn't pan out uh, in the end um, my, my final theory was a little more along the lines of uh, Joe's theory I think basically this is aliens who are going to uh, take over the earth but they want to integrate themselves with humans first so they're trying to learn them so the first thing they do is they build this facility to bring people into their simulation which is what we see at the beginning of the film and once they go into their simulation it's basically a catalog of what uh you would see like in it you know when you go in a catalog everything's super clean and super like Mm -hmm. by the book and so they send them into this environment thinking that's what humans 
want out of their lives because it's like their perfect ideal of what a house would be and what a neighborhood would be and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's also always like nice out and everything, perfect clouds and everything. So it, it was that. And then they sent in the kid to really be the one that studies the humans, which is why he repeats what they say. He mimics their movements. He um, also like talks like them with the weird voice, which is what explains the voice is him trying to kind of become uh, more human. And you see a lot of hints to that throughout the film. Uh, you have the book that shows human anatomy with an alien kind of spaceship thing uh, right above it with weird writing. You see the kid uh, looking at the TV, which is them communicating with the kid to kind of give him instructions as to what to do next. Um, you see, like, at one point, she makes the kid imitate the other people. And he has, like, glands that come out of his throat, which is, you know, that's showing kind of his real self for the first time. So that brings the alien theory like, even stronger. And then finally, when he finally gets, like, caught at the end and they go into the tunnels, like Joe said, I think it's just other simulations uh, that they're all, other kids are trying to do so that they, other people are trying to learn uh, what the aliens. It's always young couples. It's always kind of the same thing. So... I think the whole thing is a metaphor, well, not a metaphor, a story about aliens trying to take over the Earth and doing it one at a time. And once the kid is human enough, he gets sent to the rec recruitment center to keep the thing going. And I think that's what the story is about. Yeah. But why does the guy die? Because so every, every creature dies. Right? I know, but if you're going to like take over the world, you got to live longer than three months or whatever. You yeah, I mean? there's, a, there's a lot of them too, right? So, um, I'm going back to your dog theory though, real quick. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> the, the kid, the kid grows as fast as a dog, you know, and they kind of yeah, I know. Yellow on the head with that. The woof woof, and uh, yeah, it's, Gosh, I, I, I was it. really willing to go with that theory until the end because then it doesn't hold water. But space dogs and the TV was not clear <laughs> because dogs don't really watch TV, but they do. I don't know if you like. I don't know. My dogs used to watch TV, but I don't think, I think they're actually watching something. TV. Yeah. I kind of like that. It kind of makes think, sense if you think about it. <laughs> I think it might be fucking dogs. <laughs> so why do Tom and Gemma die? Like, there's like, poisons. Is that what it is? Like poisoned by what though? Like he, the the, the boy. Yeah, the boy mimics her at one point, saying, "This food is making me sick" or some shit like that. Okay. So I think they're slowly killing them. Um, yeah. Just so he can mature to like 18 or whatever age he is, and then they can die. Which I fucking love her character. Um, like I'm not your fucking mother. Like her saying that is like really cool. Yeah, yeah but then um, she, but she, she tried. She, she, she like raises him, and like at that one point when uh, Tom's character has had a fucking enough, listen to that kid screaming off the top of his lungs, throws him in the car. She. At, like a mother would, like that that nurturing, you know, thing goes and saves him out of the car. Who, me personally, I would not have raised this kid. I would have fucking killed him or let would him you, sit in the car until death. Yeah. Would you have beat his head in with the fucking shovel? I may. I don't know if I would have, because like he was like a kid at that point. But I think I might have just thrown him in the car and let him die out there and like not felt bad about it, because you knew he wasn't up normal, right? Well, like. My thing is like I feel like she had to take care of him in hopes that once she raised him she would be like set free because I remember we were watching Joe's like why don't they just let him die I'm like well 
they're just gonna keep sending another kid and it's like by the time you're halfway through and you kill them you gotta start all the way over when you could have been hopefully done thinking that maybe you'll become free after yeah. a certain point of when they're wanting you to raise them so you think if they killed them they would have just send another baby yeah 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 that comes back to the the metaphor for parenting is the parents aren't free until their death you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're always a parent so um i don't know it's what, what do you think tom was hearing in the tunnel like the other simulations or like uh i would the mechanics or something the other simulations make sense but for me i was taking it as like the home base for like the aliens like wherever they are like it was like their their like command center yeah their command center exactly i was just thinking like they've walked so far like right and left in front of them and behind them so it's like the only way to go is try to go down and see what's down there I, it, it sounds like, too, that everyone tries to do that because you found that other body down there, too. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, what about the theory that they're in purgatory? I mean, I, I don't personally think that's what's going on, but you got to throw it out there that they're just locked in purgatory and they can't escape. Um, and then the cycle com- keeps repeating because when they go to when... Um, the new Martin goes and the old Martin dies. He crumbles them up and puts them in a filing cabinet. But if you listen, when he closes a drawer, you hear like a rattling, like it goes down a trash chute. So where's the fucking trash chute? Are they like, is that another fucking alien construct under the entire city? Or I don't know. I, it had me questioning where that went. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the maybe movie's, like, like, very theory-heavy. Yeah, maybe just, like, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, a main dumpster, because it's, like, once they're done with you, they're done. Well, that's, like, that goes to my theory about the end of the movie, and the dumpster noise, I guess, does kind of make sense, because the way I took it was that, like, basically, you, like, live your whole life, and you work your whole life, and then you die, like, while work. He, like, died while working, and then he's just basically disposed of so easily and someone just takes over his job like it, he was nothing, you know? And it's kind of like, it's depressing, but it's kind of like how life really is. Like if you die, someone will just snap up and just take your job and it's like you never like existed. And they're just kind of like saying like, well, we're just basically disposable and trash. So that's maybe why you hear that dumpster noise. Yeah, that's a good point too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to add that I... Th- at one point, I thought they were bugs. So I guess you can say alien bugs. That I, I don't know why I keep going back to bugs, but... Well, because that little throat thing was like a frog thing. So I could see yeah. the bugs slowly. And, and it kind of reminded me when he lifted up the street, like kind of like a bug hiding place. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Very, very buggish. Like when he gets smacked frog. in the face and he's like... Yeah. They could have been like an insect-style ty- like aliens, you know? Yeah, Some... true. Another thing, uh, another thing that lends itself to the uh, simulation alien theory for me is when they eat uh, the strawberries. He says Mm. they don't taste like the same. They don't taste good. They 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 don't taste like anything. Like like anything. Yeah, they're like tasteless. But when they go back into their car, they can still smell what real life smelled Mm. like. So mm-hmm. that's because they brought that in, whereas everything else is a simulation. That's something that's actually real. 
And that's why I think it's a whole, the whole thing's a simulation. Okay. Good point. Can we talk about how the hell the car radio would have still worked, like after like 120 days or whatever? You don't think so? Well, what? Think the, the car was the really dead. No, the, it was out of gas, but it, the battery worked for like two minutes. Yeah, but wouldn't, but this was like 90 days later. Wouldn't the battery have died if it was never started or anything? Maybe they started when they would go in to get it. They would do sometimes go to the car to take a break, I thought. Yeah, but I don't think they ever, like, turned on the car. The car couldn't start because there was no gas in it. But, I mean, they so could how click the, it, though. So how would the battery stay? How would, like, the oh. batteries? You can just click it, though. Movie magic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not, like, that big of a deal. It was just a thought in my head. Seems like <laughs> you're trying to prove us all wrong. But I, I still don't see how they didn't break into another house, man. That It could have been a quick two-minute scene. It could have been. Like everything's it, it, identical. It may have. It may be a deleted scene, and they just felt it wasn't like important enough, for, you know, for the final uh, cut. How about? I really appreciate how Tom. He's like, "Fuck this! I'm burning down the house." Really, before anything needed to be done, you know, like he could have. That was pretty early on, and I respected that decision. And then they're just fucked anyway, because the next scene is the baby's there, yeah. and the house house is fine. It's like, gosh. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I want to go back to the the nature the the nurture thing with the mom how she protected him and when i was watching with my wife the second time because i knew what was gonna happen so i'm like hey like i when when they found the baby i'm like what would you do would you kill this kid and she's like no it's a fucking kid even though it was creepy but then like later on once Gemma, around the same time Gemma tells tom i should let you kill him when he yeah. was young my wife was like you know what, if that was us, I would let you kill the fucking kid when he's young. I'm like, yeah, so I think she reacted like any other mom would react. It's a child, at, you know, a, a weird fucking child, but still a child, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I think that's pretty accurate. What did your Even, wife think of the movie, Todd? I was, like, a, from an outsider's perspective. From a non-horror fan, she really liked it, and she thought it was very um, creative, but she wanted an ending because she felt bad that they died, and she wanted them to get out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's hopeless, which is a good ending, too. Yeah. I just don't know what you would do with an ending of them getting out, you know? Right. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, like, thinking of how your wife was like, it's a kid. You can't kill it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm more afraid of if I killed it, what the people or things would do to me. Like, I wouldn't, because I would know, like, obviously it's not normal. Yeah. Like, something's not right in this situation. I would be worried about like the bigger consequences. I I thought that I was dreading. I thought that when he grew up, he was gonna have sex with the mom, like force, like rape her. Yeah, so, that's what so, it's like. She was gonna have to be uh, wife, yeah, something. Babies for this planet or wherever the hell they were at. I was just like, yeah, I was like, please don't have sex with her. Please don't have sex with her. Yeah, it would have been gross. Um, but I like how heartless he is. Like, oh, maybe it's time for him to be released <laughs> when he's yeah. dying. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's no emotions there at all. And um, pretty brutal how he just throws him down the hole. I thought, I mean, it's not brutal at all in the horror sense of things, but it really got to me. Mm-hmm. Just like tossing him down and they're discarded. And do you guys her, consider her pain. This, do you guys consider this a horror movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I say yeah, yeah. I, I do too. You said you didn't. I, I mean, sci-fi, I, sci-fi, but there's definitely horror. Sci-fi horror. Yeah. Um, and her pain. Oh, all right. Oh, go. 
before? Yes. Okay, so you know when, what is Imogen's character's name? Tom and Gemma. Gemma, thank you. Gemma. So you know when Tom and Gemma are trying to leave and Tom's like, I can figure this out. And she's like, no, you can't because he's being a man. He's like, let me have a go. You want to go with a car? <laughs> exactly. Maybe it's a theory that like men think they know all, but they really don't. And then when you don't listen to the smart females in your <laughs> life, you get in a situation like this. Nah, we know everything. Next theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was driving to begin with. She fucked it up. No, she didn't. Nah. My wife was laughing because she's like, I would totally make fun of you if you said some shit like, let me have a go. And then if I couldn't get out, she would fucking roasted me like relentlessly. <laughs> yeah. But um, I thought I was going to break his neck on the fucking roof. That was way too steep to climb up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you guys had asked Joe what he would do with the kid. And Joe's like, I just would have killed them. So Todd, what would you have done if you were in that situation? And then I also want to know about Steve. I, I definitely wouldn't harm a baby. Um, and even, Would you do it like when he's a preteen? I, I would have I done it when he was a little psychopath. And he's like, mommy, and do a dog and shit like that. <laughs> um, real quick, though, before I get into that. Would you guys have sex? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, what, he's fucking watching. Is he watching? Did they know that, though? At one point, he opens the door, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they know that. Yeah, but he, like, watches everything because she's, like, always watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, then, I mean, well, when she sinks into the thing, you see that one scene where the, those clapping. two people give a fuck, and he's, like, making the clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so bizarre. I was, like, about to throw up. I was, like, Ugh. But, yeah, I'd have sex because, like, really, what else do you have at that point? You're, like, completely well, stuck Well, I would just, there, like, I would sit, like, in front of the door and maybe have sex where he can't come in because I'd be, like, weird. Um, but anyway, back to killing the kid. I, definitely not when he's a, a baby. Mm-hmm. But I think I think when you're like 90 days in or whatever, and this kid's growing like a dog, and he screams and things magically appear in a box. Yeah. What I would what I and he had weapons too. He had a you know he had a pickaxe. He had the shovel. I would I would kill the kid and then lay him out like like right in front of me where there's no way like stand over him. You know what I mean? And then have like a shovel or whatever. And if they're gonna come get him, there's they're gonna come get him. You know, and you're you're gonna be there. So. I guess try to try to bait him in. There. Yeah, try to bait him in, but yep. seeing what happened when he was an adult and he took a shot to the head, that would have probably not ended well. But I would have like tied him to me or something, something where they can't move him without moving me, you know? Yep. But then, yeah, once he's an adult, he's fucking creepy as fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I watched it with my wife as well, uh, the second time. Uh, the first time I watched it on my own. I personally wouldn't have killed the kid because they still raised him, like, pretty much from the beginning. You know, he was a small baby, and I don't think I could do that to something I raised to kill it. I just wouldn't have the heart to do it. And the kid wasn't all bad, right? Like, uh, when, <laughs> but, uh, when he's dancing and stuff, like, he was just wanting to have fun with them, you know? Like, yeah. it's, He wasn't uh, wanting to have fun. He was just copying them because they were doing it. Yeah, but, no, yeah. but, but he, he kept doing after and stuff, so yeah. uh, I don't think he was an all that all bad kid. I just think he needed more love. That's what <laughs> now my wife right away, like not even five minutes into him being a kid, 
She's like, oh, I'd fucking kill that kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, no hesitation at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, that, that's that. Uh, I wouldn't have killed it. My wife would have killed it immediately. <laughs> yeah. What, what about adult version, Steve? Well, would he would have been raised better if he was my adult. <laughs> I, I, I would love to think. Um, well, but, hold on. Yeah. Let me stop. Let me stop. Yeah, what decides the outcome you know like what if it what if he could have been raised a little differently but would you raise him though like i don't think they raised him in the traditional sense i think they've they did what they could to not have them yeah. scream at you like they gave him cornflakes and they fucking stared at him flipped yeah. him off like it wasn't a loving relationship at all even hers was forced mm-hmm. yeah i don't think they i i would not treat that child is my child no it's a fucking i'm imprisoned you know what i mean but you gotta think like some people i'm sure like some different couples would probably have treated him differently. like some worse would have treated him some would have treated him as if he was their own child maybe would you though i don't think anyone would in that situation where you're like completely stuck in there and they just throw a kid on you and like you have to raise this kid or I'll, I'll ask you guys a question then. Someone would be dumb enough to do it. <laughs> I'll ask you guys a question. If you're in prison and they hand you over a puppy, do you kill it? That's different no. though. Why? We we know we know we're we know we're in prison because we did whatever thing we did and we got sentenced and we got judged and we got arrested. Okay, so you you wake up on an, a deserted island. You don't know how you got there, and then a puppy comes to you. Are you like fuck this puppy? I'll kill it. Or no, I'm, eat, I'm eating the puppy, Steve. Okay. <laughs> you have food. They're giving you food. Uh, no. It's a puppy, though. It, it, we we know what dogs okay, are. So, so if, it's a, if it's a baby, you're like kill it. But no, no, no. Because I, I no, because I said I wouldn't kill the baby. Because okay, it's a baby. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have killed the baby either. But once he like grew to that size in three months or whatever, and was yeah. talking like a fucking uh, like a fucking I weirdo. I know what that voice is, but like starts it's talking nice. like that. I know that's not human. Like, that's not a human. Yeah. So I'd be like, we got to kill this. You, you know what? A good moment that no one would feel bad for, for doing it was when she got him to pretend to be the alien. Yeah. You're like, all right, no questions asked anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Here we go. Let's do it. Like, I got mad when she took the keys from him and locked him out of the car. I was like, you're so fucking weak. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> What would you have done in that situation if you were by yourself? Like, do you think that would change your mind? Like, if it was just you and the baby? I probably would have slipped my wrists. Like, that guy in the tub we see at one point. Uh, yeah, I still would have tried to bait them in. Okay. I don't I don't think they would take a single single person, though. I think they were yeah. only looking for... They were looking for, like, couples. a family. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for the family aspects, yeah. That sucks, man. Uh, you guys want to go into some questions that we had? Or... Sure. Wait, wait, wait. I, I think, I don't remember you ask, answering it. Um, when he was a man, would you attack him? I mean, I guess. Like, right? I, don't... I mean, I guess just one last shot before you know that you've completely lost. <laughs> I mean, at that point, though, you're probably, like, it's a fair fight. You know what I mean? So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> you got a shovel still. Yeah. It sucks for the people that, like, went and are don't have gardening tools you know mm-hmm. and they're just there with whatever shit they have in their car i don't know going there with the cars that the stuff in your cars now would you guys be 
Would you have a chance to survive with some tools? I do. I got my whole toolbox Joe in the would. back. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe's making a fucking bomb out of yeah, electronics. I got, hacks, I, got a, I got a hacksaw back there. I'd fucking saw that kid's head off. Oh, for sure. <laughs> saw him pieces to make sure he can't come back. No. Um, maybe, uh, yes, I would. And I got a, and we got a tent back there. <laughs> you just, you just move. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck this. We're going to sleep in the tent. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm I, dead. I, I got nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have this. It's still a new car. So I was, I'm still trying to keep it uh, clean. Nice. You know, there's like a period, a grace period where you're like, <laughs> Really protective, and then eventually yeah. you just like, yeah, fuck it. But eventually you I'm get that cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the grace period, so I have absolutely nothing in my car right now. Yeah. It sucks. Right, I'm yeah, kind of bummed guess. out, man. All right, I'll go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you bummed out? I'm just, I feel really bad for them. Like, okay. I get what my wife says, like, you want them to escape, but you also know it's a better movie if they don't, so. Right. But what if they had walked into the room at the end that would have really done the perjury uh, the purgatory purgatory like a loop because yeah. you don't see them like the couple that comes in so you don't know if it's that's true that's uh, that would have been interesting uh all right so let's get to a few questions that we have we did the question segment a little bit later because almost all the questions were vivarium related uh the first one comes to us from joe your geeky neighbor he says hey guys it's joe i hope everyone's doing great out there <laughs> throwback uh, yeah uh, Vivarium is going to be a really tough to discuss without spoilers, so I'm assuming you're going to spoil it, which we did. Uh, here's my question. Just what the hell is this film? That's not really my question, but it is a really crazy, wild, strange movie that I oddly enjoyed in a weird way. Thank, uh, thankful for the performances from the actors. His real question, basically, just love to hear everyone's thoughts on what the film's meaning is to y'all. It could easily be discussed a thousand different ways. The film is open to interpretation, basically. I do know that it was based off a short film version titled Foxes, and it's on YouTube if interesting. Ooh. Fun fact, the Vivarium title is Latin for the place of life. Um, did you yeah, guys uh, like... read into it? Uh, like, I didn't. I purposely didn't look at anything. I did to... not. I didn't look anything about I didn't look up anything about it. Mm -mm. I, I looked up what Vivarium meant. Do you guys want to just... Do you guys want to know? He just said the place of life. Oh, wait, no, that was, oh. that was the translation. The, the, oh, okay. the definition is oh, go, yeah, go ahead. Uh, an enclosure, container, or structure adapted or prepared for keeping animals under semi-natural conditions for observation or study or as pets in aquarium or terrarium. So that kind of solidifies the fucking alien thing. Yeah. If you take it. The fucking dog theory yeah. sound, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I, someone else must have that theory too. I mean, I can't be the only one who thought of that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't really don't think there's a wrong way to look about. There's like that's like the that's how you know it's a good movie where like you can just like theorize so many different ways and everyone can be like, well, you maybe. <laughs> Hold up, I got some more for the dog theory. <laughs> you know, you know how like people ahead. people are always like. Don't leave your fucking dog in the car. <laughs> and they tried to. And look what happened. <laughs> Steve's theory is making sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this whole thing is all about dogs. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So that was a question from Joe. Next one comes from Ace Terrell. 
over on Instagram. He says, I thought one of the craziest things about the movie is that Eisenberg's character continuously slept in that deep hole with only a shirt for a pillow. What are some of the craziest places the squad have ever fallen asleep? Ooh. I've fallen asleep on a bathroom, like on the bathroom floor before. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so like every, it, every other <laughs> weekend, Jeff? Yeah, thank you, Todd. <laughs> I got you, Sam. I got you. <laughs> I, I've slept in many holes like that um, with, you know, just your hand for a pillow or whatever. So it's not, it's actually, you get surprised what you get used to, honestly. Yeah. Like it can be very comfortable. Like if you're if you're super tired, it can feel super comfortable. Like your body gets acclimated to it pretty fast. So holes. <laughs> holes. <laughs> Sam. I'm trying to think. Um, nothing too weird. Yeah. I don't believe so. The weirdest spot for Sam was in the arms of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Hairy ass fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for me, it's also like just like the floor of an airport. I slept mm. in the, the hallway of a school. Um, you know, Whoa, what? Little... <laughs> yeah, no. When I went to Italy, we uh, we stayed in like a school, and my friends and I slept in the hallway of that school. Wow. <laughs> oh. like, yeah. It was like a temporary facility for students and stuff. Yeah, just things like that. Like, of course, the bathroom floor, you know, in my teen years when I passed out uh, puking. And it's just like, I couldn't get to my bed. Or Sometimes I, I, like, wondered why the fuck, like, like I've, I've walked back to my apartment from pretty far, super drunk, and then passed out, like, at the door. Like, you know, I only had, like, maybe 15 feet left to my bed, but somehow, like, I decided, okay, nope, I'm going to sleep right on, I'm going to use a shoe as a pillow. And... <laughs> It's like right here. I don't know. It's weird. It's just some stuff that you do. Uh, yeah. No, no, nothing too, too crazy that I can think of. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, the final question is from Mandy. So Mandy's actually didn't send any questions this week. She's away for her anniversary. So happy anniversary. Ooh, happy anniversary. Uh, Mandy. Uh, don't, go to, don't go in any fucking open houses that are green. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so congratulations to her and girlfriend and she said, but she did ask me to continue the recommendation thing. So this week would have been the letter I. I. It. It. Which one? I'm going OG, baby. All right. I'm going to go, uh, here's a good one. Identity. Oh, great one. Fucking Jake Busey. Yes. He gets a bat in his throat. That's good stuff. Spoilers, Todd. Come on. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Insidious. All four of them. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fourth one's kind of weak, but still, they're good series. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Looking at the eye section. Ooh, it's alive. Those are killer baby movies. Those are cool. I've yet to, I've yet to pull the trigger out and watch in those. You should watch uh, at least part one. Okay. Uh, Ooh, Idle Hands. Yes. Yeah, a, yeah, good one. Although I'm gonna say it again, there's no way he would have landed Jessica Alba. Unrealistic, <laughs> but all right. Uh, I spit on your grave. Oh, yeah. oh, in the mouth of madness. Yeah. Underrated Carpenter movie for sure. Great stuff. I've only seen that that one time. I need to revisit it. Yeah. That's one. a Sam Neill, right? Yes. All right. I am Legend, Will Smith, yeah. and the original Vincent Price. And then the remake, Charleston, Charlton Heston. So it's three versions of it. Ooh, here's a good one. Uh, 
I think it was actually on my best of the decade list for 2000-2009, but The Invitation. Yeah. Great, great movie. Depressing. Yeah, that's very good. Is that the one with the like the wine party or? Yeah, party yeah, the dinner. It's like a cult dinner party thing. The guy from Upgrade. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what did you guys think of It Follows? I wasn't oh. a fan. I honestly think I need to revisit it though. I've only saw it the one time in theaters, and I did not like it at all. But I would be willing to revisit it to see how I feel about it now. I mirror that one hundred percent. And actually, yeah, we should maybe we should cover that. Yeah. Shits and giggles sometime, or do a what watched. Yeah. 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 I can't think of too much. Well, I know what you did last summer. Did we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Did you guys like that series? It's okay. I thought it was like it's like an yeah. intro to horror, not so yeah. much yeah. horror. I'm not really a fan. I think just Scream does everything better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's like a weak villain. Yeah. It's it's her man. Like Jennifer Love Hewitt is just yeah. like yeah. What are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> what are you waiting for, huh? <laughs> Show us your tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, so I think that's pretty good for I, so hopefully you can take a recommendation from there. And that's all the questions we had this week. So thank you. Cool. Hey, would you guys have dug the hole, by the way, in the Vivarium? Like, would that have been your thing? Would you be like, no. fuck that? You would have? Not, not that deep. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Given up at some point? I yeah, hate digging pretty- holes, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it does keep you busy, though, right? Like, at that point, you're looking for anything to keep you busy. Like, I think you got to do is, like, push-ups and stuff, and then and then enact your plan of vengeance. Yeah. All right. Why well, you going, like, Rambo status, huh? You got to you gotta be like, you want to you gotta go Vin Diesel. I, Vin Diesel, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, he went fucking ape shit with that hole. Yeah. And I would have marked every house somehow and really checked, like, yeah, and find a pat- pattern because there was a way to get out of there, right? The Had to have been. and everything. So but was there, or would the aliens just close it in at some point? Yeah, we, we don't know, right? Right. Or oh. whatever, whatever theory we have. <laughs> yeah. One thing it's I wanted to mention too. It's purgatory. You're never gonna get out, you know. So. Yeah. But one one thing I would have done too um, was make a like Steve mentioned like a breadcrumb trail or, or some sort yeah so like okay i i guarantee i went this way even though it probably wouldn't help but you you still think that was something you would do yeah i could see them just like them disappearing you know i mean that place is so fucking weird yeah like boxes are just appearing out of nowhere i'm sure they can just make the bread for breadcrumbs or whatever thing you're doing disappear too that is true mm-hmm. um they fed they fed him well though like, there's good shit in that, those boxes. Like, yeah, but it was all, like, tasted like shit from yeah, what it's yeah. like. So, I don't think it mattered. Could have been a large jalapeno pizza and it would have tasted like shit. <laughs> poor poor guy had to smoke snubs, like little stubby cigarettes. All right, yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely would have locked the door if I was going to bang, because you never know where that little turd's going to come out. <laughs> if you could lock the door. And they even showed another little one uh, checking out another couple having sex in yeah. The, yeah. the other dimension. So they're all little fucking pervs. Yeah. She was riding them. Oh, yeah. She was going crazy. <laughs> His little clap, dude. His little clap's great. Yeah. Um, no. Woof, woof, woof. Woof, woof. Tell me about a dog. Oh, Lord. 
I want to know like who did the voices because it sounded like multiple people did it. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, weird. Mixed. Here. It was. Mm -hmm. I tried. They don't have any like credits for voice acting or anything. Spooky. Do we Lame. say what, what else this kid's been in? I uh, didn't look. I tried watching the director's other movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Ooh, what is it? Uh, I will look it up again real quick. But I'd be interested in watching what else this guy's done. Yeah, the director is Lorcan Finnegan. I believe he's Irish. That might be wrong, but I'm assuming it because um, Without Name is the film I tried to watch from 2016, and it's Irish. And I couldn't get into it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, definitely another kind of like this movie where it's like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Well, this movie was like filmed like not in America, too, because I noticed she was driving on the left side. So I was like, oh, this isn't in America. Yeah, he was an expat gardener. Mm. So we import our gardeners from America too. <laughs> um, you guys have a favorite like reveal or sequence or moment or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Scariest, funniest, coolest. I mean, I don't think anything's like scary in this movie. Do you? I mm, it's not. I not guess like it's, like, it's like off-putting, not scary. Yeah disturbing i guess yeah um i don't know it's really it's really cool when she goes down into like the whatever you want to call it parallel universe or whatever yeah that's pretty cool yeah off-putting is a great word I, I think when we first hear his voice i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah i can i cannot deal with that mm -hmm. yeah like at the when the first time it happens like too when like he mimics her martin mimics her you're like what the, f the like <sighs> So no, not yet. Fucking bizarre. Yeah. Like, Did that just happen or? <laughs> <laughs> you else got any moments? Yeah, I'm trying. Like uh, the the first time when the uh, is a Martin was like showing him around in the house, mm. and he, he like you know mimics them, and that was like really like oh shit, because <laughs> like, when I first saw it, I was also looking for a house, so I also had an agent, and I'm like. Yeah. What would I do if my agent started just like copying what I said? <laughs> Give me a look. That was a that was a weird moment. Yeah, it's a no, movie but... kind of reminds me of Cube too. It's very cubish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, did you have a favorite thing? Um, just Maybe in general. <laughs> his weird his weird alien neck. No. His bug neck. That actually scared me. I think I screamed. It scared her, too. She was great in this movie, man. Yeah. Like Eisenberg, everybody, he was good, too. Was good. Yeah, yeah, good performances all around. Yeah, Jesse's great. I love him. I feel like a lot of people hate him. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know any of his personal stuff, but I thought he was pretty damn good. Yeah. But she was, she was like, her pain when he dies is, like, authentic. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. So sad. Yeah. Uh, ratings? She would have actually been good if uh, Florence Pugh didn't do Midsummer. She would have been a good... Uh, yeah. She would have been good as... Uh, I can't remember her name right now. Is it Danny? Danny, yeah. Yeah, she would have been a good Danny. Justice for Danny's boyfriend. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. <laughs> all right, rate it. So hard. Um. All right, I'll start it off. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, on a second watch, it still held up. 
Um, it's one of my favorites so far of 2020 for sure. And um, I think it's one I would recommend to just about anybody, even like non-horror fans or anything. Because I, I just think even if you don't like it, I think you'll at least find it interesting, you know? Nice. Um, and that's saying something. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. I really liked it. Sam? Um, this is tough. Would you watch it again, Joe, like tomorrow? I would, yeah. Would? I'd watch it a third time, yeah. I'll watch it uh, a third time before the end, end of the year episode. Yeah, you think, yeah. No, I'll go last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw, get... throw it out. I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to do 8.75 on this one. Oh! I, uh, I I really loved it. Nice. And I really like like weird time loop kind of movies like this. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, so you like being tortured? <laughs> well, I, I no. <laughs> Depends what kind of torture. Oh. Yummy! Woof woof woof. <laughs> Shout out to TJ real quick because he's been terrorizing his wife with the the woof sound. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, so the first time I saw it, right after watching it, I would have given it a seven point five. After thinking about it for a day and letting it stew, I r- rose that to an eight. And after watching it again. Uh, this time around, I'm right where Todd is, like at yeah. 0.75, nice. and that currently puts it at number two of the year for me. And what, what's number points, one? Uh, the platform, which uh. I have a similar feeling to. It's one that I thought a lot about, and it has a lot of interpreta- interpretations that you can go with it. And I love these movies that kind of let you think about what it could mean, as opposed to giving you a clear answer. So, yeah, I really love this film. Wow. I'm going to yeah. have to watch the platform, but... Um, oh, you, you haven't seen it I yet, haven't huh? seen it yet. Wow. We you weren't on that episode? No, she wasn't on that one, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we can watch it. We can watch it this weekend if you want. I loved it. It was great. Okay. Yeah. Let's definitely watch it. Um, Samurai so Plus. would be my number two, I guess, coming after The Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um, High praise. I mean, there hasn't added no, there hasn't been much this year. Much, it's pro- so. it would it's definitely would be in probably my top five. It'd be in my yeah, top without five even, without if there thinking. Were other yeah, things. yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it might be a six. I don't know or seven. Who knows? Um, in normal time before COVID. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, <laughs> before the dark days. <laughs> BC before COVID times. <laughs> um. What did Steve get it? What'd you give it, Steve? Steve and Todd both gave it an 8.75. Right. Even an 8. Don't you fuck me on this, Sam. Why do I feel <laughs> obligated to give this a really high, high score? You should. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stick with an 8 because I don't really, like, I don't know if I would want to watch it tomorrow. Like, I just feel like it's a lot to unpack. So I would just need time to revisit it again. So I'm going with an 8. Well, still, um, that's a great score yeah. what's the uh, the lodge score for you sam is that like a nine or i don't remember i forget what she gave it i know i gave it a nine i can't remember what sam gave it i don't remember either well actually i have it written down i would have given it a higher score if not the same mm-hmm. that's my movie joe not yours 
how is it yours? We started the exact same time. Because I was excited five years in the making of this movie before you okay. even knew about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I looked at my notes and I gave the lodge the exact same score, 8.75. Nice. So I'm gonna have to there's gonna be like three or four I need to rewatch before the end of the year. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, I got, I got rewatch at the beginning of the year, um, that I think deserves um a rewatch too is underwater. I think that one was really I knew good. I to say that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about a uh, Invisible Man? I haven't. Invisible Man. I, mean, really, I liked that's it. That actually probably would be my number like two or three right now. If like it at the year ended right now. Yeah, that's probably my lower end top ten. Yeah. But I don't even know if I have a ten to be honest. Oh, I actually, like a legit I, ten. I think I would put Vivarium over Invisible Man though, just because for like pure like originality. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's uh, unanimously approved. So check yeah. it out, people. Steve, how do you feel about Monstrum? Like after a few weeks, like. It's it's in my top five still. I really enjoyed Monstrum. I did too. Uh, th- th- this was more like. So this one is my number two currently, but Monstrum is still my top five. But uh, it's definitely one I might rewatch at the end of the year. Yeah. I, I have a list of films I want to rewatch in the last month, uh, The Lodge being one of them, because this actually kicked The Lodge off my list. Uh, it's now number 11, so it's a really? honorable mention. Yeah, I, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, he wasn't as big on that, I remember, yeah. Can, can uh, you... With, and, with the, he doesn't, and I know he's not going to have Gretel and Hansel, and I know we're all going to have Gretel and Hansel. That's what I was going to say. With with a fresh mind, can you watch that one again? I will, yeah. No, yeah. It, if something is like high for you guys and low for me, I, I will rewatch. You know, uh, at the end of the year. Because sometimes it's just your mood, right? You don't... Yeah, yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, actually, Gretel and Hansel, I think, is even my bottom five right now. I think it's number five on my <laughs> bottom five, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I would like to watch It Follows because I maybe I just wasn't in the right mood that day, you know. So it, it might have been like a overwhelming thing too because everyone's like, ah, It Follows, fucking yeah, so cool. I, I, I think that was me with the lodge. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's so much hype by the time I watched it that I think I expected too much. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, do we know what we're doing next? Yes. The host. Or host. host. Okay. Host. It's currently so streaming on Shutter. Yeah. Shutter exclusive. So. I think it was filmed during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken. It was. Then uh, uh, the whole thing was filmed on um, that stupid app that everyone uses there. Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm hearing like, good things about it. So. Hmm. Yeah, it's getting a lot of buzz. I, not even just like I know uh, who was it? Did was it? Uh, Armando. It's like actually, Armando, so yeah, we're, Armando, we're, we're so, discussing it uh, between you. Uh, each other like what we showed uh, review next week because i realized shark week is the week after not next week and just as we're discussing it he sends a message out of nowhere telling us how great it is so <laughs> it's it was weird it was like intervention yeah, i saw uh in uh i'm in a found footage horror group and a lot of people were praising it so i'm, ex- I'm excited to watch it now but it yeah it's weird it's only an hour long movie but i'm, mm. I'm excited for it. yeah which I don't mind either, because it'd be nice to just have a nice quick watch this week. So. It looks like just like dark web though, so. Yeah, it looks exactly like Unfriended. Yeah. So be interested to see, you know. I actually liked dark web a lot. <clears throat> Me too. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um. So I think our outline for the listeners is we're gonna do um, that movie followed mm-hmm. by Shark Week, right? Yeah, Shark Week, which we're, you decide is going to be one like more serious, normal shark film, and one completely ridiculous, like mm-hmm. over the top shark film. 
like which shark you guys exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yesterday or See, two days ago. Coming out, uh, there's one coming out called like Blood Shark, where the sharks are all like bl- literally blood red. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll have people vote on that. We're each going to pick one of each category and have people vote on uh, online as to which one we'll actually review. And I think after that, at some point, we'll do a back to back to school horror. Back to school special. Maybe a little Ooh. faculty or something. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Another vote. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Bye. 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 Woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. dog we already told you what a dog is woof 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 yes woof 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 woof